We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290, KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self-funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Just another week in paradise here in the heartland, keeping track of all the news and changes in healthcare. And the topic of this week's show, the American Healthcare Act of 2017, the AHCA, the deal that could not be closed in 64 days. Last week's column on healthreformexplained.com or the Edie Bellis website, The Art of the Repeal, explored all the intricacies that have been going on into unraveling one of the largest pieces of legislation in our country's history. And it didn't uh, go very far. It's just the beginning of a process. And this week's show, we're going to take a, a deep look at some of the background as to what happened, why it happened, the who, what, when, where, and why. And we'll give you some analysis. And we've got uh, a great contributor here on the program, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting a friend and uh, mentor of mine, uh, very knowledgeable on the insurance industry as well as what's going on in Washington, and we're going to to give you a, an educational session uh, designed as a public service to help you be aware of what is coming so you can prepare yourself. Stuart, welcome to the show. Really excited about all, all the things that we're planning on talking about. How's it going today? Good. Happy to be with you, Sean. Yeah, thanks for being here. Why don't we begin with the background of how, how we got to this point, and especially with the act, and we're, and we're talking about the AHCA, which is the Republican alternative in the House of Representatives to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the background and the things that the listeners should understand as they uh, as well, we get into this? <clears throat> with the election of Donald Trump as president in the 2016 election, uh, voters delivered uh, a very strong message that they wanted change from the status quo. Uh, leading up to the election, <clears throat> excuse me, it was obvious that Republicans were dealing with two ideological factions within the party. The more centrist part of the party uh, suggested that modest changes be made to the ACA to correct its deficiencies, uh, thus perpetuating the idea of government control over benefit programs like the ACA, Medicare and Medicaid. The Freedom Caucus, a group of 30-plus hardline conservatives, demanded severe changes to the entire ACA, uh, changing its focus to a market-driven benefit program with limited government uh, intervention. Uh, the final product was Paul Ryan's vision of the future course for a health care program in the U.S., the American Health Care Act. And this would be their... Um this was their legislative uh, discussion draft and bill that was put together, which is a kind of a combination of all the things they've been talking about over the uh, last several years. Did you see that thing with the uh, the Freedom Caucus about that article in Politico about how they all made a pact to to 
oppose this bill because they didn't agree with it, and they all had to admit in front of the group uh, if they were going to to oppose or to change their vote to a yes. And yeah. they uh, <clears throat> they held the line. They said, "Well, Mark Meadows, uh, the president of of that uh, Freedom Caucus, has been very vocal about the demand for strict change. You know, at uh, you know during the presidential election, uh, you know, as their delivered promise." Uh, to repealing and replace Obamacare, you know, after it, it it had been on the books for seven years. Yeah, I I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. So what what really happened? I know that the media has really b- blown things up about this, calling it a a, a failure, a, a failed attempt. Uh, I don't think people realize how long it takes for legislation to go through. I'd like to remind those that. Would been have been paying attention to this uh, the ACA as it went through the process HR 3200 uh, had a similar outcome, uh, which was uh, the other party's uh, first plan at uh, health care reform. So this is just kind of the beginning uh, of an ongoing process. No, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> what happened was the Congressional Budget Office scored what the results of that act uh, would be, and it showed a loss of coverage for 24 million Americans. Over a ten-year period of time, I, uh, you know, that's that's massive numbers, uh, and so, uh, you know, everyone is concerned about the future of, of the bill. Uh, the bill was offered as as a a replacement of the ACA, an increased cost for most people who buy insurance in the individual marketplace. The legislation would cut subsidies for uh, health insurance premiums by three hundred billion. Um, uh, using data from the Kaiser uh, Health uh, Family Foundation, those that those that uh, would have been covered uh, would have lost uh, would have lost seventy five hundred dollars in premium subsidies. Uh, the plan's eight hundred forty billion dollar cut to Medicare, uh, Medicaid. I'm sorry, would have whacked states that expanded the program under the ACA. Mm-hmm. So you know, massive repercussions here, Sean. Right. Right. And um, I don't think people realize the the financial implications as well. Um, why do you think it really happened? Was it was it because they rushed it through? Did they uh, should they have taken a longer uh, moments of time to put it all together? Uh, why do you think that this thing uh, collapsed as it did? Because well, it seemed like they were going to get it close. Remember, the president was taking people bowling at the at the West Wing, really trying to to get people behind this. Well, you know, <clears throat> as far as giving up points to the Freedom Caucus, <clears throat> excuse me, you can only give away so many uh, points of change before the whole thing doesn't make sense anymore. And then you've got the moderates and the centrists on the other side saying, you know what, this is not a deal for us either. This is not what we what we promised the American people. Right, right. And, and, and uh, I'd like to bring up this issue of, uh, of choice a little bit. There's an article that that I saw, and we've talked about this several times on the show before, which is there's going to be certain states now without uh, any uh, any insurance options uh, on the exchange because yeah. these carriers are pulling out. Do you have any comments on that point? Because I well, I that's, think that's <clears throat> that's really the the hurting point of the ACA as we move into the 2018 renewal year. Some states are down to one choice. Some states have no choices whatsoever. <clears throat> Therefore, folks uh, in that marketplace 
uh, would have to go to the open marketplace, not the state exchanges. Uh, and and also those states uh, possibly don't have a state and or federal exchange. They're going to have to go to the open marketplace with the rules and regulations that the carriers put out in the in the non-ACA marketplace. Mm-hmm. But to get to your point, in seven years, Republicans uh, filed over 50 bills to overturn the ACA. All of these were beaten back. They were so focused on repealing the law that they didn't have a clear vision of what to replace it with. That lack of vision became clear when now they had a chance to do something about it. They saw a law that uh, was shoved down the throat of the American public. They saw its passage on a strictly uh, partisan line basis. They saw how the public dealt with all the problems and the inconsistency of the existing law. Uh, But they had and continue to have no clear and consistent vision of what comes next. It's the first lesson for Republicans on how to govern, uh, given their control over both the presidency and the Congress right now, Sean. Right, right. And we're going to get into that here in the next segment. We've got to step aside for a couple of moments to take a time out. But when we come back, we want to take a look at the public's priorities regarding the ACA, something that uh, is not really people (laughs) realize how difficult politically and from a public opinion standpoint it is to take away uh, a, a piece of legislation or a program that's, our, that's already in place. So we're going to take a look at some of those priorities when okay. we come back. With Stuart Sloanen, I am Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. If this is the first time listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. You can find us anywhere online, especially if you do podcasts on your phone, iTunes, you can just search America's Healthcare Challenge or Edie Bellis or any of your other devices that you have podcasts. You can find us there. You can also find us on SoundCloud and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be back right after this. 